0: This is Super South, your Highlanders rugby fix.
1: Thanks to SBS Bank, proud official banking partner of the Highlanders, helping Kiwis with their banking needs for generations. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Right, that must be Mike. cue at a seven o'clock. You're listening to SENZ. Uh, looking forward to having your company you right through to eleven o'clock tonight. Telephone numbers 0800 150 811, 0800 150 811. Keep your texts coming here too on double eight double three. Without further ado, this next half an hour is dedicated to the might of the Almighty Highlanders. We call this segment Super South. My co-host is the great man himself, who is on my Mount Rushmore, my Mount Rushmore of Highlanders. If you, was, if I had to build Mount Rushmore—that's you know the president's carved into the rock face in America. If I had to put four players from the Highlanders, Jeff Wilson's one of them. Evening to you, Jeff. Thanks very much, Mark. I appreciate that. I do. No, I and do. I, and I say that yeah, sincerely, you, Jeff. I'm not saying that I, because you're in studio with me. Oh no, I
0: appreciate that as well. Um, look, it's always a great discussion and debate, isn't it? About about, you know, who on any sporting team, whether it be in a sport or on a province or, you know, the guys that have resonated with you and, look, I've always said for a long time that um, the two Smiths are the ones for me straight away. Aaron Smith, Ben Smith, bam, I throw them up there. You know, they, they lead... You know the Highlanders to um, uh, to glory and winning a title, so it's pretty cool. Um, that that discussion is always it was always great over a beer, right? You, uh, uh, you got Just the beer on, in there, right? Eh? Love the beer, yeah. Uh,
1: and then you man have, have the and mate. then
0: you had Mark Ellis as well.
1: Well, he epitomised everything about the the whole university lifestyle down there, which I think has waned in more recent times. But in the 1990s, part of the Highlanders' brand, part of playing down there was the Scarfies. Yeah, look, it's still he was a good player, Mark.
0: Oh, absolutely, he was a good player. You don't, you don't yeah. play first five for the All Blacks without being a good player. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. So, look, I appreciate that. It, it has been a uh, tough few days for the for yeah. Otago and Highlanders rugby. Um, we lost prop Steve Cumberland, who play, played for Otago but coached. Um, with the Highlanders at just uh, age 57. I was lucky enough in 1993 when I was first started for Otago to play a few games with, with Cumben. He was just a great bloke, you know, just one of those genuine through and through. You, you knew how he was loyal to, to all of his teams, mm-hmm. um, to his, whether it be his club and, you know, our, our thoughts. And, and I've been part of a, a, a Highlanders alumni and a lot of those Otago connections. And to, to Pam and, and Matt and Taylor, um, it's just a... Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a sad time when you, when you lose someone uh, at, at just age 57. But I mean, we'll, um, I'm sure we'll celebrate his life in the right way.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, well said, Jeff Wilson. Let's f- switch the focus back to the Highlanders-Hurricanes game. Um, did the best team win that game? Um,
0: that's a really good question because both teams showed some really uh, strong qualities. And played some really, really well, good I rugby. Found early
1: on, it was all Hurricanes, and yes,
0: and, and I think that's what was probably great about that game. And I think if you were looked at the game on the Friday night and in, in Christchurch, you'd probably say the best team probably did win that game for the majority of it. The Blues uh, over the Crusaders. The Crusaders were outstanding for sort of the first part in the last twenty, but the Blues probably were on the night. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I, I, I think in some ways it was once again. You know, that second 20 of the second half where the Highlanders really made some moves and got some really positive play going and got themselves in front, you know, that they'd sort of shown enough and done enough to win. But, you know, I think the character of both teams was certainly there. Um, You know, the Highlanders were obviously and clearly frustrated that they didn't get an opportunity to win the game late, whether it be through a, a, a penalty or an opportunity to score a try. But... But given the information they had, the decision was made by those referees on the night, and this is a complicated game, um, there may have been things that they could have gone to. They chose not to, and that, that's the result. And 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 I, and I will address what Aaron Smith said afterwards. Yeah, I, I, Look, no, and,
1: I, I will ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: we saw it with Adi Savia the week before, right? Or two weeks before. Yeah, just
1: uh, just, this, just this, before you do touch yeah. on that. I I just want to say I've never been a big one for really going after referees because I think that the laws in rugby are so damn complex they're just so open to interpretation. Yes, you're going to have a referee at times who's generally going to have a howler, as we all do as players, as broadcasters, as we do in life, but the majority of the time it's the rules. And, and Angus it's the rules maybe. that are holding the game back at times. Yeah, Angus maybe had a really good day at the office. First, good, game. first game. First start. Yep. All right, and, and so I think he did, did a really, really good job. OK, Let, let's move on. Aaron Smith's comments again. I, I got to the 79-minute mark, and I, and, and I sort of text Angus, because Angus was my first producer. And I left a message, and I said, look, flawless, mate. One of the few games where we won't be talking about the referee the next day. And then clearly in the last minute, first comments from Aaron Smith afterwards were, hey, this is not fair. There's no consistency in it. Now... I liked it because there was a player showing some personality. and um, We're not going to debate this, Jeff. You've come up with some really, really good points why it is so, so well, wrong. Well, look, I
0: think it's dangerous ground um, when you get to this point where on a weekly basis you're giving the opportunity to go out and question the decisions of the referee, particularly when you haven't had an opportunity to go back and look at it. And, and remembering the fact that it is the showpiece for rugby. It is the showpiece for the game, super rugby at this stage, other than the All Blacks, of course, in the international game. And it's on every week. I think it's just really important that that when you are talking about, like you've just said, an incredibly complicated game and there is high emotion and it's, it's about making sure that the balance of your comments are always right and understanding that, yes, I may feel frustrated. Like Adi Savia felt frustrated not, But just not on the one performance, though. Obviously, this is pent up over a number of weeks when you haven't quite got the job done. You felt as though you have done enough. I just think we have to be very, very careful. And, it's, it's, and to, be, to be fair, I put it in with the fact that it's no different to where we are right now with the number of red cards and collisions, yeah. that the example that is being set by the players is the one that... Well, uh, uh, Mark, take a breath. I know you'll get in here. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Can you right? sound like my wife, Jeff. Well, well, no, because you've asked me a question. You've asked me a question. <laughs> no,
1: fair enough, too. You've mate. asked it's me a question. Weakness. It's a weakness right. of mine. Go right. for it.
0: In the end, we also have a point where we actually we are the example of the game. And we are the ones that people look at and go, you know, I want to be part of the game. I want to referee. I want to partake. I want to be a fan. Now, I get it. Frustration can sometimes go too far. But now... If we're going to hear this on a weekly basis when something doesn't quite go their way or they miss something or feel as though they missed something. Look, Asafa Amua today was handed down a three-week suspension. They weren't able to pick it up in the game, given the fact that at the time they didn't have the information to take it any further. Once again, these things build up, pressure builds up, and we get what we get. I think it's the dangerous ground, though, when that is what you are putting on If
1: it's going to happen every week, is this in the best interest of the game? Okay, but Artie Sevier, Aaron Smith, two of the very, very best All Blacks in the game at the moment, two legends of the game potentially. They are there because they are incredibly competitive. They hate to lose. Now, you've come off a game, a game you felt you should have won. You've given everything out there, and then you shove... A television camera in front of them with a microphone. We don't show it in front of them. And you're expecting them, though, Jeff, to sit there and say nothing. Now, I am a very calm, rational person most of the time, Jeff. I go and play touch rugby on a Wednesday night for half an hour and the animal comes out. And afterwards, half an hour later, I go home embarrassed with maybe sometimes my behaviour. But it takes me half an hour to become rational. You sound. We better not play touch against each other. I play with Alama Iramir and Mark Buttwhistle.
0: Oh, do they not bring you in line?
1: No, <laughs> because I can outtalk them.
0: <laughs> you can probably outtalk me, <laughs> I, I, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I just think I, I get that. You know, you're looking for personality in the game. But in saying that, by the same token, if you've never had, it, if you haven't had another chance to look at it, if you haven't had another other chance to have a conversation, and then you come out, and then now it's, a, and, and there has to be responsibility here don't, when it comes to if they have made a mistake. If they have missed something, then I, I would like to see if there is. And you see it in other sports that it's a it's a report from the weekend yeah. going. We would like to have seen a change. But what what I can understand where you're coming from. But in my in my view, it comes down to the fact I don't want the people at home seeing that in a, as a negative light. And and are you putting up your hand right now to become a referee? Because we need them. You cannot play this game. Yeah. And I don't think this is the other thing I'll say. Right, is that we spend so much time catering for the .001% of this game which are professionals but there's a hell of a lot of people 140 odd thousand people that play the game of rugby union who are just as employment just just as important and they're the ones that we have to encourage. And we have to protect our referees. We do. We have
1: to protect them. Because we don't have games on the weekend. Uh, no, but Jeff, Jeff, we, uh, I think no, no, most no, no. people are smart enough to realise that no, no, what disagree. happens at an amateur level and what happens at a professional level, no, I disagree. the referees play a huge part in the game. You don't think those French referees in that British and Irish Lions series in 2017 should have been held accountable, should have fronted the media? Uh,
0: Absolutely, they should have. and, and they should. And, and when they make a mistake, you should. That's right, in the weekend, but I
1: say this. But that it, doesn't happen, Jeff, so therefore, no wonder the players get frustrated. Well,
0: but the funny thing is, though, uh, and, and here's the I, I guarantee if you talk to Tony Brown, he's spoken to the referees, he's got his explanation, and they've, they've, they've talked it through. I know for a fact that's happened, okay? Brownie had no issue on the weekend, he understands how complicated and challenging it is. He could have gone off, but he didn't. He didn't, did he? So I look at it and go, you know what, we have to have respect. We have to have respect for the game, our referees, the people that are involved, and the fact that they are, in fact,
1: only human, and and they, will be, they need to be held accountable. But that needs to also be put out there in the public, because I think a lot of the public think that the referees at the highest level are a protected species. Well, and they are a big what, part they, of the game. The they, players are held accountable. They get dropped if they perform badly. Coaches get sacked. They critique themselves as hard as anybody. Oh, I know that. But it needs to be, the public need to be made so, aware of that, Jeff. So, you know, when a player takes a headshot, we know he's got four-week suspension. Well, If, yeah, but, a, re- if a referee gets it wrong, the public knows nothing.
0: Well, the interesting thing being you're talking about a four-week suspension, though. Are we seeing a change in behaviour? No. From the players right now? Is the fact that that's what I'm, and, and are the players getting criticised right now by the media for their behaviour in terms of, do they think it's okay to be shouldering people in the head? Uh, and we're, uh, you, you, we're, we're allowing people to, not, and I'll say this, I've said it just before, the fact that they can go about their normal lives is the fact they go to training, they probably haven't gone on the plane this week to go to Australia so they've missed out on some air points. But they're back home, still getting paid exactly what well, they got paid last week. No, no argument for and me on fact, this. No, you know, no
1: argument for me on this one, Jeff Wilson. No you, argument you whatsoever. Have to, we have to protect the game. Yep. The game. No. And it's, the game it's, will. It's, and it's people top, say the game will survive. Well, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's a house of cards, mate. It's too top heavy. It always has been. Uh, the tail wags the dog. The players' association need to. Uh, I think. Have too much power. Here's an 18 year old kid comes out, signs a professional contract, and suddenly he's got the power of the entire players' association behind him. And I just disagree with all of that. Hey, look, Jeff. I mean, we're sort of getting off track here. We're to celebrate. You started it. You're sounding more and more like my wife, Jeff. You're uh, well, sounding yeah, no. more and more like her. Love you, honey. Um, got some love songs to middle. I'm going to need to dig a big hole when I get home. <laughs> anyway, Jeff Wilson in studio. Uh, text us here on double eight double three. Okay, so we're halfway through the season. I think I heard you say earlier, isn't it nice to suddenly be getting away from the derbies, travelling to Australia. We'll find out how good they are. How do you... When you look back through the first half of this competition... What's your out of 10 for your Highlanders side? Well, it's an interesting
0: one, isn't it? Because um, they've been so very, very close against some really good teams and played some really, really good rugby but not got results. Um, their only win is against the Moana Pacifica side who have had a hellish first nine weeks in this competition. So, you know, all the pressure now is on the Highlanders to push across the Tasman uh, these first couple of weeks they're away and get two big wins. They've got to play the Brumbies first up. Not going to be easy. So where are they at? Um you know, and I listened intently. Uh, he's a mate of mine, of course, Brownie. I listened intently to the way that he's talking about his team and in his interviews, and you know, obviously, I had um, private discussions with him. The fact this group is working incredibly hard. I'm wondering whether they discovered something on the weekend. The balance of Marty Banks starting and Mitch Hunt, yeah, Marty starting coming off the bench. Whether or not that is their formula going forward, in terms of it seemed as though they were playing a little bit more of a controlled game, and then they then they looked to make uh, that impact was a little bit different with, with Mitch. And when he came on, he just looked he looked like a bit it looked like a little bit of weight had gone off his shoulders, um, whereas he was carrying a lot before then. So Brownie's made some comments in and around that in his interviews, and you know I, I, I'd like to think now, like a lot of the teams are. Uh, the New Zealand sides, um, and particularly the Hurricanes as well, going, right, our move now is to Australia. The Highlanders have shown enough. They've just got to do it again, though, With Shannon yeah, Frizzell yeah, and, yeah, and Manaki selby Just going
1: back there, see, see, I look at Marty Banks, and going back to the 90s again, Marty Banks sort of reminds me of a Grant Fox, and Mitch Hunt reminds me more of an Andrew Mertens.
0: Yeah, look, I, mean, I just think there's a... there's a Certainly, they're, they're completely different players. Yep. You know, there's a different... Um, mindset into the way that they play the game um, Marty's got a, a really cool um, head on his shoulders um, uh, Mitch is a little bit more instinctive you know all of a sudden it's bam he's gone yep. and that, which is like you say you're Andrew Mertens and I, but I think Marty Banks knows his game really really well so it, I'll be interested to see if that's the formula because it's a different expectation these contests right that we're going into in Australia and so look, they're going to have to you know it looks as though um, you know they lost a couple of guys through injury on the weekend uh, but it hasn't it hasn't, I think, dampened their spirits. They're gonna stay positive. They're working hard like Maroney said, and, and now now they've got to make a move and the next move the move has to be in the next two weeks while they're away from home.
1: Set peace? on the weekend, scrum? Yeah, not bad. Not, yeah, bad? not bad. Yeah, not
0: bad. I, you know, and I think that's one of their big advantages when they head to Australia. Um, look, there's no doubt we know that the, the, the New Zealand sides uh, are, are challenging. So so they've got that, that set piece working pretty well.
1: 14 minutes after seven. This is Super South. Mark Watson alongside of me, all black and uh, Highlanders, Hurricanes, I was going to say Hurricanes. Wow. The Highlanders, man. Hey, put them on Mount Highlanders, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Jeff Wilson will take a break. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. You just want to re-emphasise that too. If you are looking for a quality bank, do check out SBS Bank. It's customer-owned. It's um, a New Zealand bank, and it's proud to be in the heart of sort of all of our local communities. Um, get on with life knowing that SBS Bank has your banking covered, and I do encourage you to give them a try. We are talking Highlanders rugby. We've got Mount Rushmore's own Jeff Wilson <laughs> in studio. Uh, so all the teams we've got super the, the super. Round this weekend, all games being played in Melbourne. All games, I think, being played at Amy Park. It is the Highlanders up against the Brumbies. I think this is good because the Brumbies in Canberra are a different outfit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't. You talk to any player from any team that has to go and play the Brumbies in Canberra. It's hard to get to. It's usually not that comfortable. There's nothing to do in the city whatsoever. It is just. It is cold. And it. And it's cold. Even coming from Dunedin, it's still colder. I reckon there, at Canberra. So it's a different challenge. Brumbies have had a week off. Look, the, the interesting thing about the Brumbies and Rees—they both won seven games. They're going to make the playoffs, right? They're in. This is all about for them. You, you, you're comfortably going to make the the eight now. They're going to. You won't need to win seven, seven games to get in. So their mentality is now improving positions. The Brumbies will see this game this game as a, as a critical part of them improving their, their position on the table.
1: Does Tony Brown look at the Australian sides? And we I haven't watched a lot of them, so I don't have a lot of historical information, but if we based it on last year, the yep. New Zealand side should be too good. Do you beat these Australian sides up front? And if that is the case, going through the middle pick and go, does that mean Tony Brown needs to shift his thinking in terms of the way he's playing the game? Well, I think and it's an interesting back, one. Last, year, last year was a unique Bank, Mitch Hunt discussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the interesting thing was remembering last year... The race was in five games to get as many bonus points as you could. to get. It was, it <laughs> yeah. was like get you, the home advantage you, you get, well, no, you, to get to the final, yeah. you know, and that's how they ended yeah. up playing the Blues at Eden Park. You know, they'd done their points differentials. They ended up the same number of points as the Crusaders, but they they got there on on the points differential. So I think this year's a different situation, though. Winning games is actually more important because you'll make up ground pretty quickly. And remembering, you know, you've only got to try and sneak into the eight. Uh, and they'll be looking at, you know, currently the Force, the Rebels, and the Drua are 8, 9, and 11 on the table. So they're looking at those three teams going, you know what, bang, 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 we can, you know, if we, if we can get those wins, great. Um, they'll look at the Brumbies and go, you know what, the Brumbies and the Reds are clearly the two top teams out in Australia right now. The Waratahs are a side that are starting to show some pretty good signs, but all of those Australian teams know that the next six rounds determines their future. And it starts in Melbourne. This weekend, so those matchups in some ways this helps the Highlanders. You know, it certainly helps the Hurricanes. Maybe you know, not having to go and play in Brisbane. So all of that, you know, all of a sudden it'll be a great weekend. It'll be a great weekend of rugby. But we'll know come Monday exactly where all of these teams are at. You'll know exactly where every team side is because the, just the way the matchups are
1: falling. I, I, again, and I, I'm not sure I might be putting you on stop here, Jeff. I don't know if you've watched them or not. Do did they? Did they play the rolling mall? Is the rolling mall a big part of the Australian game at the moment? And if it's not... It's a part
0: of everyone's game. I mean, is. no, it's, it's, it's a part of everybody's game. And, and uh, you know, I've got some thoughts on that. I've had some time to contemplate it, you know, and everyone talks about, oh, it helps obstruction. Well, so is a pushover scrum. If you take it, you know, if you're going for a pushover scrum, there's nothing different. It's eight v eight. The ball's at the back. The, you know, like yeah, yeah. I, so, I, had so,
1: an, I had an Australian correspondent, and we've got actually on tonight one of the original commentators out of there, and he described it as legalized obstruction.
0: Yeah, but so is the scrum then. If you go yeah. for a pushover try, like it's, just, it's, there are only unique parts of the game where you can get groups of players together to put them under pressure, and that's what a scrum and lineout do, and and it, and it, it changes the defence. You know, I'll still go with this the defence has an opportunity to put more numbers in if they want to they're choosing not to but more importantly if, if you come back and you go yep the Australian sides will use it discipline will be key you know, they'll back themselves to go to the corner um, it's just whether or not they're in control of the games and the Brumbies have shown some really good signs they're, they're a pretty good team pretty, pretty solid outfit
1: we talked. Uh, we, we sort of had that discussion, didn't we, about Marty Banks and maybe Mitch Hunt, he comes on. Maybe the game's a little bit more open. He tends to probably be the better runner around the fringes, etc. Uh, what have you made of Falau Fakatava? Because he is another guy who likes to run and looks good. He seems to get across the advantage line.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, he's a, he is a completely different threat to um, Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith's um, uh, ability in, in reading the game, his passing game, is second to none. Um, Folau's been going to come on and he's going to give you, if the defence starts to give you holes on the inside, he can exploit that and he can break a game open. And that's what I think that combination of him and Mitch Hunt coming off the bench mm. might might be about. But, it, you know, it's a hard one, right? Because Matt Aaron Smiths played a lot of minutes. He loves to play. And he, like you say, he's, I think, uh, one of the most influential Highlanders there is. It's just whether or not they need to change the game maybe a little bit earlier, you know, maybe get Falao on there. And I think they're going to need his impact if they're going to go deep into this competition because I think you've got to start planning for that. Yeah. You can't just think about the here and now. And you know, the Crusaders and Blues will all be thinking about that. Yes, well, they've got to get this win this week, but all by the same token, what could be your difference maker? And I think that's what a Falao Fakatawa
1: well, has he's, shown. He's still an unknown quantity, really, isn't he? Because he got injured for much of last season. So there's still not a lot of historical oh, information on no,
0: him. No, no, I think you know what he's capable of. Like uh, he's he's been that good. He's been that good, in and last year in particular, and he's shown in a couple of the little spurts. But, but uh,
1: anyway. uh, half back from yesterday that you you can sort of.
0: Uh, Tawita t- Kubala.
1: Tawita Kubala. Me, that yep.
0: type of you know that type of aggressive. He's a very good defender as well. Gets in on the ball. Can turn the ball over. Is a bit of a loose forward. Um, strong defensively. Likes to smack some people. And 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 likes the running game. I, I think there's there's actually we haven't had a lot of them. You know, um, you know, in terms of that mould. Uh, so I think for me, um, you know. Uh, it- let's be honest, probably a younger version of TJ Perenara. I mean, TJ's shown some really positive signs the last couple of weeks. Great energy, um, but just the, just younger legs uh, right now in Folau. But well, this is the most competitive position in the country.
1: I have gone on week after week about players that seem to go under the René Thereto, Alex Nankerville, the, oh, the likes of the likes of the Wes Hoosons. I've said it with um, uh, Thomas Umunga-Jensen. What are your thoughts on Scott Gregory and Sam Gilbert, your two wingers? Yeah, look,
0: it's... It, once again just needing to get more consistency in terms of their performance there are times where they're just maybe missing the odd defensive assignment you know just missing um, getting themselves in the right place at the right time and making the big play but 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 I look at this as a season for both of those guys where they're getting more minutes than they've ever got and if they're going to get better and perform now is the time in the, in the back end of it. Like, like the, see, the,
1: you see, you understand the subtleties of those positions. So when you say, I sort of sense there's, at times they're not as consistent or they're not playing the full 80 minutes, what, what part? Where are they falling off at times?
0: Well, I mean, and, and a lot of it to me is, is how you get yourselves in position defensively to stop the opposition. But when you're one of the fastest athletes yep. on the field and you've got the ability to shut down space and control space, it's whether or not they trust themselves to make that big play, and and every so often they're they're just not quite getting it right. But when I say that, they're getting better and better. But but this is these are still young men, and this group is a young group, and but I know Brownie's frustrations are the fact that you add if all the players have to make one of these errors across the game, it hurts you big time, mm. you know. And so what I am seeing. And we've seen in the last couple of weeks is the reduction of those mistakes collectively, which is getting you closer to those wins. Whether it be Canterbury or whether it's been the Hurricanes, two very good sides. That's where I think their margins have reduced down, and they've been in a position to win. So, what you're talking about, Gilbert and Gregory, that's what they're doing. They're reducing those numbers, and they'll be in a position where they'll come off and go, "Didn't make an error today. Didn't miss a tackle. Didn't you know?" And as soon as you, the more players you can say that have, that do that. The higher likelihood you're going to win, you know, particularly the way Brownie likes to play.
1: Mm. Got about a minute, Jeff Wilson. I'm going to throw it over
0: to you. Well, you going to throw it over to me? Come on, boys. <laughs> 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 Do I sound desperate? Enough, yeah. Do I, come on, boys. Let's get going again. No, no. Here's the thing they've put themselves in the position to win games. I think they can do that comprehensively when they go to Australia. They did it last year. They'll be looking forward to getting on a plane, looking forward to getting to Melbourne. We know what a great city Melbourne is. There's going to be plenty hype in and around this. They know how to celebrate their rugby. Plenty of Kiwis over there. Exactly, 100%. And look, they did it last year when they got to this trans-Tasman portion. I think they can do it again.
1: And just quickly, people out there betting on the NBA, who's going to win the Western and Eastern Conferences?
0: Um, well, I tell you what, it, look, I still find it hard to go past the Suns and the Bucks. I mean, I just... Re- those t- replay I, of last year. I, I think a replay, year. a replay of last year. But I tell you what,
1: come on, Boston. Come on, baby. There you go. OK, now, SBS Bank, 100% owned by its customers, delivering convenient everyday banking, the official and exclusive banking partner of the Highlanders. We love the Highlanders. <laughs> yes, we, we do. We love the Highlanders. Go the Highlanders. In yes, five minutes' time, I'll be, I'll going, be going, go, go the Chiefs. Chiefs. You're a traitor. Because it's Chiefs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> up next with Ian Jones, Jeff Wilson, Mount Rushmore himself. Thank you. Pleasure. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.